0: One Nation Under Pod is brought to you by AfroCheesiac.com. February is coming, listeners. Have you prepared for a lovely evening with your lovely lover? AfroCheesiac.com has got you handled. They offer a range of romantic packages based around the most erotic of foods—the cheese. Perhaps you'd like an evening alone on a beach in Tahiti with their gorgonzola platter. Or maybe you'd like to be looking out across Manhattan in a penthouse skyscraper with their smoked Gouda and Edom stuffed apples. Afrochisiac has you covered. Uh, I gotta say, so uh, me and Juraniya used one of the Afrochisiac platters last week. It was a, um, a, a, a rustic, Pioneering adventure where we were going out in the Oklahoma Territory, trying to make a steak for ourselves, with nothing to supply us except smoked chilton, and we fed each other the chilton, and, and we arranged the chilton amidst our our slaughterings of the day, and, and you know I, I don't need to get too much in the details. It's kind of a private thing. Sorry, Jeremiah, but having this there it just heightened our connection and our love and our sensuality to something that I think only a a curdled milk product could do. You know, Ryan, what's your experience with Afrocheesiac.com?
1: So we got the humble fog, which as you know, of course, is cold age. So my wife and I decided to do kind of an igloo role play. We turned on all the air conditioners in the apartment. We opened up all the windows. It was going down to about 38, 37 that night. Uh, We got about as cold as you could get indoors, huddled under a single thin blanket to simulate the experience of being in an actual igloo, and shared bite after bite of Humboldt fog. By 1 a.m. it became apparent only one of us could potentially live through the night and may, in fact, have to eat the other. But did we care? No, because we had delicious, creamy Humboldt fog, which we would have spread atop each other if it hadn't frozen.
0: Right, right. PJ Rated Pod. PJ Rated Pod. All right.
1: <laughs> Point being, we had a blast, and so can you with Afrocheesiac.com.
0: So, to get your first package, go to AfroCheesyAct.com and make sure at checkout, to enter the offer code, you're going to right-click on the box. You're going to open Service Directory. In Service Directory, you're going to see four nodes. Go to the Southwest node, and then from there, click up backslash backslash forward program run hit enter you're going to see some coding then you're going to want to click on access subdural net go there click dot semicolon semicolon semicolon, semicolon forward process and enter one nation under pod for 20 percent off your first order that's Afrocheesiac.com. and here's the show hello hello and welcome to one nation under pod i'm francis ford coppola i'm ryan Fefferman and uh, i don't know i'm looking at the barren landscape uh, of political news what what, what are we going to talk about i think there was a new harbormaster named uh, in topeka is that, um, is that what they, i got uh, here they renamed um, a
1: school outside of Port. Uh, portland well, there was an uh, election uh, i want to say <laughs> oh my uh, god this, this is what it's all about
0: It's like I opened my Christmas present and I got an A-plus on my apple pie paper. That's what this feeling is right now. Uh, (sighs) So, I mean, in case you haven't read everywhere, you know, on your Twitter and on your Instagram and on your CNN.com and on your Wall Street Journal and on your Snapchat from your mom and on your group text and on your Zoom call with your former employees and with, I I, I don't even know, scrawled on the sidewalk in shock, Kaylee Girlboss will be our 79th president of the United States of America. Kaylee uh, girl boss, friend, job, of pod, friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Now,
1: folks, we can't say definitively that the One Nation Under Pod bump led directly to Kaylee taking the White House, but we can also not say that we can't say it. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. I'm trying to say is I think that we propelled her, not unlike a sled going down a snowy hill with an excited little girl atop.
0: Now I've been I've been looking at the poll readouts from a lot of these states, and you can actually see, you know, when she she's all of a sudden running ahead in Wisconsin. She'd been running behind in Rasmussen and Quinnipiac there for months. All of a sudden, she's doing better there. I don't know. Was that us? I mean. Oklahoma, she shot ahead. Washington, mm-hmm. Samoa, Flor. Uh, so sorry, not Florida. Oh, not Florida. <laughs> Florida. No, of I course mean, we all know. Yes,
1: they. Yes, uh, of course, Florida is uh, constitutionally no longer permitted to take part in the vote. Now the they do. Thirty
0: first Amendment. Uh-huh.
1: They do, of course, still have polling, which takes place for. Data, historical data purposes only. Girlbouts did sweep the state, but they did not help propel her to the White House, unlike a certain podcast. (laughs) (sighs) So exciting. So uh, that was
0: just, it it was just such a a rush because, you know, the early returns were showing the Cream family. You know, had had a strong hold. You know, they got those first like 90, 95 electoral votes. And, you know, if you can rush in when you get that 94th electoral vote Uh and tell CNN, I'm the winner. Yeah. then that's it that's legally, the game
1: yes legally you yeah win. you're the they winner not make it to the cnn offices on time we're no. told that the girl Bells campaign set up a, a an obstacle course a series of clever obstacles and booby traps along the way from the cream family farm to the cnn uh cnn's hq which also I have laid say, out in
0: the constitution if absolutely. you can put out an obstacle course for your opponent then they and they are not able to then certify their own election results then it's nullified, so.
1: Now, Francis, how surprised are you that nobody did not uh, hack the vote, did not steal the election by getting more people to vote for them with computers, if you will? You know, I think
0: it showed a lot of heart. Uh-huh. I, I think it showed a lot of faith. You know, it's one thing to cheat to win in the primaries. We all do it. I mean, that's what primaries are. It, that, that's just a bare of knuckle course. brawl of, of pickpockets and, and thugs. So... But when you come to the real election, that's when you're looking at America. You're looking America mm-hmm. right in the face, and you're telling her what your soul is going to be as a president. Yes. And you know we all like to talk about voters, but I really think it's it's that lady Liberty looking in their eyes that's really choosing this election. She's so- the
1: one you've got to face in the morning if you play dirty pool the night before
0: exactly exactly you're the one when you're pulling your head off of that pillow maybe some blood still sticking to it and looking in the kitchen and lady liberty's in there making you pancakes Mm -hmm. with a fresh juice and you've got to look her and say like am i going to be able to keep these pancakes down right because of who
1: i am do i confess that i've got a murdered hooker in the bedroom in our marital bedroom can you do that well, fortunately for us, nobody did not have to do that because they did not attempt as far as we know to steal this particular election. So, hats off to nobody, friend yeah. of the pod.
0: And hey, if you want to steal any elections in the future, you know where to come to you get that know bum. What podcast
1: to come to. Yes. So, A girl boss administration. I am fascinated to see how quickly she's going to move to enact her agenda. Frankly, the first thing on my mind is double Christmas. When she is sworn in in January, Christmas, of course, single Christmas, will have just occurred. What's her move? Does she put a Christmas in January and make that the double Christmas? Does she double up next December? Does she sprinkle it and go for the traditional Christmas in July? Exciting days ahead.
0: Yeah. And so we've learned over and over again from Kerry O'Connor's three administrations that uh, when you come in with an idea, with your main idea that you told voters, uh-huh. this is what I want to campaign on, this is what I want to get done. When you walk in that first day, you you want to set that to the side, you know, because it's hard to come in and start ruffling too many feathers all at once. You know, you've got Congress, you know, you've got the Supreme Court, you've got the senators, and you want all of them to know that they can feel comfortable around you. So if you really want to be a strong president and get that agenda done, you want to ask them what they want first. So, you know, with Kerry O'Connor, he was really hoping to um, expand grants to small time business owners to get them back on their feet and uh-huh. that was his big plan and so he came in and what was the first thing he did well he made sure that some more funds got over to uh, to, to corn farmers uh-huh. and then what was the next thing he did he made sure that American auto manufacturers made sure that they were able to increase their tariffs so they could build more at home and then what was the next thing he did well he uh, he, he invested in some better weather machines which turned out to be a big boondoggle we don't need to go back down right. the weather machine hole oh no 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 no. but, no. I, but and what I, was the next thing he did the what? next thing he did he he reinforced some, some minor two foot walls around the canadian border uh and then
1: was the next thing he did well it was it was re re dredging lake erie um francis after he tripled the nuclear arsenal though he did eventually get to the small businesses and i feel like that's when america knew that he was serious yeah 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 it was two and a half years into his term but he really he really connected with those voters who had brought him to the white house uh in the first place
0: and if I, so if I was on Kaylee Girlboss's team, I would be honing her message right now mm-hmm. of it's not the right time. Yes. You know, You know. this isn't the political moment of we need to be realistic.
1: Of course. We and need change eventually.
0: Yeah. So it's a, a message that
1: connects with the heartland.
0: Yeah. You know, when I'm Joe America, you know, when I'm Joe America maintaining my Sequoia Grove, you know, and I'm looking at my kids, Francois and Umbero. And, and, and running in there, and, and I'm thinking, is my president moving fast and breaking things? Because I, my, my back end, can't handle that right now. <laughs> and so, uh, that's what I think she should be doing. I don't know. What about you, right. Ryan?
1: Frankly. I think she needs to send a strong message of independence by firing her mother. We've seen it far too often. Campaign managers follow their candidate into the White House, they get stuck in some cabinet position. Gary O'Connor, of course, famously put his first campaign manager, uh, Steve Stevensburg, in as Secretary of Defense. And Stevensburg was simply not a fighting man. He, he knew how to campaign. Did he know how to wage war against South Korea? As it happens, he did not. And of course, history told the rest of that tale. But Of I course, think-
0: well, Stevensburg that defected to South Korea and successfully managed several of their prime minister campaigns. Stevensburg, if you're out there, well oh. done <laughs> against, against, <laughs> hey Deng, against hey Dong last year. That was impressive. Oh.
1: <laughs> Again, a great campaigner, not a great secretary of defense. So I think Girlbouse needs to send a strong message from day one, fire her mother publicly on television, possibly Mm -hmm. during the inauguration. I think it sends a good message. It's uh, it's bold. It gets her out there. It gets her name in the papers from day one on what might otherwise be a pretty slow news day. And it sets the tone for the first hundred days of her administration, which, of course, legally are the only time she will have to enact legislation without Congress getting involved.
0: Now, if I were her chief choreographer, which I was for Carrie O'Connor from 2003 to 2005, I would say uh, hand on the Bible, all right, doing the oath, and then hand off the Bible right onto mom's shoulder, yep. you're fired. You're fired. All right? Gives, it gives you a wide <clears throat> open angle to the cameras, opening uh-huh. up on her left side, best side, in my view. and And then also, you're really going to get a lot of reflection in her mother's eyes as those tears start to
1: come. Uh-huh.
0: and boom there's your narrative right there
1: God, it just sends chills down my spine. i can't wait i yeah. just cannot wait to see her get sworn in uh i am a little curious though i i do i do spare a thought for the other the the failed candidates um the last place uh last place candidate michael delicious of course will be sent to prison um as yes. is the law for coming in fourth um Jury is still out, I believe. No, uh, he will be cream. sent. Uh, if, if I'm right,
0: he's being sent to uh, South Lansing, Lansing prison, which, of course, is managed by several people already part of his mushroom collective brain. So that uh, should be a kind of a walk in the park. Yeah,
1: sort of a, a soft landing for the next yeah. uh, twenty to thirty years for for Michael Delicious. There, um, the Cream family. I am. I am curious to see. Will they go back to the farm? Will they try to sell the farm? Are they going to go on some sort of dairy tour? Are they secretly the owners of afrocheesiac.com? Check it out, folks. What What is next for them, do you think? What do you do when you've lost to a nine-year-old girl for president of the United States?
0: Well, I mean, I remember what Gerald Ford did when he was in that situation. And that is to, I would I would suggest to just lay low. Focus mm-hmm. on the dairy, you know? Keep that. And then when the time is right, arise like a phoenix out of the curdled yogurt Mm. and back into the American consciousness, which of course we all remember Gerald Ford doing when he ran for president in 1988 and just demolished the competition and was able to reign for one year before, of course, remembered that he was no longer constitutionally allowed to be president because he was over 85.
1: Still. It left an imprint, I think, in the American psyche. And it it changed the way candidates campaigned ever after. So Um, I would
0: recommend Cream Family Go. Don't talk to anyone. and That includes anyone whose last name is not Cream. Abandon your friends. uh, Abandon your neighbors. Uh Um, In-laws. Just
1: anybody who's not part of the original Cream Family tree, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Complete zero com. And uh, be that way for eight eight to ten years. And then I think the... The die will be set for you to make a raging resurgence into Americans' consciousness. And when you do, come on the pod. Come on the pod. Come on the pod.
1: And last but not least, nobody, the the Hacker Collective, I, I am heard, uh, excuse me, I am told that they have another hack already in the works, uh, having failed to hack the U.S. election. I believe I have been told they are turning their eyes towards Mexico uh, potentially potentially getting ready maybe to hack an election down there, or possibly to run as a candidate down there. Either way, very exciting to hear these things. Um, I wish them nothing, you know, nothing but the best.
0: I remember something that Cory Doctorow once said, which there are no third hacks in American lives. You know, you gotta... I think this is getting a little, and pardon the pun, hacky at this uh, point. Like, if, if this is seriously what you're going to be doing, uh-huh. hacking another election, no. You've got... Name yeah. recognition now, nobody. All right. People know your faces, and thanks to our pod, they know your real voices. Oh. And so I think if you are a decentralized hacking collective obsessed with overthrowing the American political establishment and instituting your your, your radically um, all, all socialist, not, not socialist, almost Maoist uh, hackney. Yeah, Hacktivist needs on mm-hmm. the American populace. There's only mm-hmm. one way to go, and I think that's talk show. Okay? Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 you, could, you all could be the next Ricky Lake, I mean, in my view.
1: They've got the voice for it. Yeah. They, they don't even need the face for it. They can represent themselves through any number of computer screens and have sort of a moderated appearance. Uh, yeah, 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 like yeah. Like,
0: like a Jim Henson hand coming up with a mug of coffee when you're talking to your guests.
1: you read my mind. <laughs>
0: I I, I think I think it's written in the stars for you, nobody. All right. Go make your name. Get that slot right after the price is right. 12 noon in American homes. That's where people want to see nobody right now.
1: (sighs) Well, folks, what a season. What an election. But it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Stay tuned. We are going to have coming up with us. Coming, coming up right after this next break, uh, Murphy McGrath, the analyst for the POTUS election committee. We are going to be hitting her hard with some questions about the election, about her role, about vote stealing. Uh, anything else they should know, Francis?
0: Um, I think about <laughs> what this what what this election commission plans on doing to make sure that the next election is a bit more airtight than this, yep. I don't know, submarine with a screen door election we got going on right here.
1: <laughs> Bunch of jokers. Anyway, we're thrilled to have her on the show. So stay tuned for that. Hey, Francis. Hey, Ryan. Has your smoke alarm ever gone off? Has it
0: ever? I was making my my Poyo de ganja the other day, which requires, of course, putting a chicken in a clay pot, Mm -hmm. burying it in dirt, putting that in your oven, setting the oven to clean setting, Mm -hmm. leaving it there for four hours, and then cracking open the welded dirt and clay with a sledgehammer to reveal your perfectly cooked chicken. And I only got 30 minutes into the cook before beep, 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 everywhere.
1: What a hassle, right? You've got to go to the other room, you've got to stand on a table, get a stool, stand on a chair, have a small child lift you up perhaps, yeah. press the button, hold the button, is it this button? Oh, smoke alarms, to put it simply, are a hassle. But there's a better way. I'd like to introduce you to the smoke alarm alarm. Smoke alarm alarm is a small alarm that you simply place next to your smoke alarm, and it will warn you when your smoke alarm is about to go off. It is set to function exactly like a smoke alarm, except the sensitivity has been turned up 20 to 25%, depending on the model that you purchase. So when your smoke alarm is about to go off, the smoke alarm alarm will recognize the amount of smoke in the air and begin beeping at you. It has a very distinctive A very distinctive yet calming beeping sound, uh, which will warn you, hey, your smoke alarm's about to go off so that you can get to the other room. You can get the stool out. You can get ready. You can open a window. You can turn on the fan. You can take some steps to clear the smoke before that annoying smoke alarm begins to go off.
0: I got to say, Ryan, this sounds so simple it's like why didn't they think to invent that before inventing the smoke alarm right
1: duh (laughs) duh uh the advanced feature even has a built-in ai that keeps track of the times and the days when you tend to have smoke alarm triggering events and it will go off with its patented before you even begin to create smoke so that you have a warning that smoke is about to go off should you do the thing that you usually do at that particular day and time. It couldn't be simpler.
0: So I gotta say, I actually uh, invested in the premium premium plan, which allows you to program the smoke alarm alarm to function as just a, a regular reminder for things you want to do around the house. So I programmed <laughs> to remind me to remember to put out the trash cans on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I get the I get to program its own special alarm for myself oh, as well. That's amazing. Um, and the other day, oh my God, we were having dinner and all of a sudden the alarm went off. Jura and I couldn't figure out why. I said, Jura and I, why don't you go over and turn it off? She goes up, finds.
1: A new diamond necklace for oh. her waiting there oh. right there on the smoke alarm alarm. Hope for <laughs> a magic. Folks, set your alarm to remind you to go to smokealarmalarm.com to begin ordering your smoke alarm alarm. And when you get there, folks, you're going to want to type into the offer code box. Just describe the taste that you get when you lick a postage stamp. Use whatever words you want. It has to be at least 50 words, but no more than 100. Simply describe the taste of licking a stamp. It might be the stamp that you put on, a let's say, maybe a postcard to your favorite podcast telling them how much you love the show. And we'll see you at SmokeAlarmAlarm.com. Hello,
0: hello, and welcome back. Welcome back. We are here with Murphy McGrath, the analyst for the POTUS election committee. How are you feeling today, Murphy?
2: Hi, guys. Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> People don't ask me to come talk about the election a lot. I, I'm just obsessed with democracy. So this is a big honor, talking, real big honor. You, Murphy,
0: the, the person who broke the nobody election hacking scandal... I mean,
2: so actually I wanted I, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about that because I, I have to say that I feel like we're 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 maligning nobody more than they deserved, maybe. Mm, maybe,
1: maybe. Really. How much uh, so, maligning do they deserve, miss uh, Ms., Ms. McGrath?
2: So 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 the truth is, and let me just say that um, part of what's so great about Adam Fontaine and, and the Electoral commission is that we are working to get better. All the time we're trying to understand, we're trying to find the most pure form of democracy, and the only thing that's that's sure is change, right? So, so actually, since uh, the I, I assume you're talking about the uh, the analysis videos that uh were leaked to the press that were strictly for, for procedural reasons, um,
0: leaked right wink, <laughs>
2: leaked. Well, so, so I've, I've, I've since learned uh, I was um, not entirely accurate in my initial analysis, right? So it's part of our procedure to record yourself as you're giving your first blush thoughts because, you know, we do have to talk to the press so much and we want to make sure that we're continually analyzing our own internal biases mm. and, and making, do, to making sure that we're, we are as pure to the process and, and divorced from power and the actual politics of elections and focused only on the mechanics of the peaceful transfer of power. So 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 to that to that point nobody i don't think infringed on the intent of democracy they they indeed had individuals push a button selecting them for first place uh-huh. and so so we can prove that and were
1: these individuals human beings who are eligible to vote
2: yes. that would
0: include floridians cuz i remember there was a strong oh, packet yeah. of votes that came from florida
2: the, true and as, as as constitutionally now um recognized those those did not count but they did have individual I, I mean uh, this is this was a this was a learning opportunity for me right I just want to get better and better at my job uh-huh. and uphold elections going forward and I had I had some incorrect notions the the potus electoral commission the only requirements for those who can cast a vote is any human who can push a button uh-huh and not floridians and a couple of the other you know ticky tacky of course it, like line items that we've had to sense but but so i i was in the wrong with some of my initial assessments and and i think that nobody kind of did democracy a service in the long run um they could have been they could have been worse guys they could have been they could have been you know the, the terrible baddies but they showed us Uh, A way to improve our system.
1: Just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. By not being as bad as they could have been, you are now calling nobody a hero of American democracy. So, for example, this morning I didn't rob a bank. Am I a hero to the American financial system? And should more candidates
0: plan on hacking the election in good faith? Yes. In the future. Of course. Not. White hat
2: hackers, not. if you will. But let's let's talk about that. The, right, so banks do hire former criminals or people who have a hacking background in order to learn more about their weaknesses and their defenses, in order to strengthen it from people who would be bad actors and then have then gain from that. But uh-huh. so so hero of democracy, no. No. I wouldn't say that, but I I don't think I don't think that they acted in, in bad, And the, the other thing is that this election was a triumph in rank choice voting, mm. right? That's something that we don't get to do very often. And I think it's a very unique way to express our, our opinions and our voices. Everything's so uh, trinary. It's the, oh, the three parties, you have to pick uh, one of them, uh, you only get one choice. Throw your, throw your vote away if
1: you don't vote for one of the big three.
2: Right. And I think that that's that's not fair. I think that people can't just be broken down into three categories. I think that we have nuanced opinions and backgrounds and reasons to support one party or another, and and if nobody helped us find a flaw that we could then improve upon to make democracy even more and more representative and, and descriptive of what people want, then it was inherently a good thing.
1: Ms. 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 McGrath, I'm going to hit you with something that uh, that might be might be a little upsetting, but quite frankly, after hearing you on those videos, uh, loudly declaring that, uh, to use your words, nobody are no down, dirty, goddamn cheaters, uh, it sounds now like you're just uh, puppeting, if you will, what your boss, Adam,
2: Fan- Adam Fontaine, has told you to say. Is this true? Uh, sure. Uh, I feel like... You would say a brand new surgeon puppeted the the techniques they just learned from their their whatever superior doctor surgeon is that they're learning from. Yeah, you could say that. I think that that would someone say a, that.
1: Is that a thing people say?
2: I I just so I had um uh, a performance plan. Mm-hmm after uh the primaries that i was on so i actually got an opportunity to learn a lot Uh from um mr fontaine our intern wilson Um, is
1: currently on a performance improvement plan himself we uh we use them frequently here on the pod please go ahead
2: we didn't we didn't have the word improvement in ours (laughs) because we don't want to like infer that improvement is strictly necessary Mm. do you you think
0: you did anything that would need improving do you think you did anything wrong
2: i think i did i think um So it's also important to point out that this particular election, it's not required for the ballots to be from American voters. Sure.
0: Obviously that would be the 32nd amendment, of course Mm -hmm. saying that if anyone can make it to our soil and vote, that vote counts. Uh
2: Right. But that was not the case for the, for the data I was looking at. So that was my own implicit bias Mm. that I was looking at. Um, And and it turns out um, it sounds like I had uh, an ignorant tone in my report where I was describing the location of some of these IP addresses, I have to tell you, I'm not as traveled as a person as I'd like to be. Sure. And it's important that, um, uh, that, that someone who who would end up representing the electoral commission, even if on accident like me, um, you know, is globally minded and sensitive and, and can speak to anywhere that someone could, could place a, a legal vote from. Is, is it Ms. true? Fontaine,
0: does, is, does Mr. Sorry, Ms. McGrath.
2: Um, (laughs) Can you imagine?
0: Uh, Why was his wife? Well, 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 hold on a minute. You you said that Mr. Fontaine is saying that you you have an ignorant tone in your reports. Does he often use dismissive language with you like that?
2: No, uh, this wasn't specifically from him. It was like um, I I got to spend two of the weeks of my performance playing with him, but I pretty much went round robin with everyone in superior management. And an ignorant tone is kind of by. Uh, description of it. But I... I,
1: Would you say it's your own internalized self-loathing?
2: I mean... Wow. I guess I never really thought about it. Like, no. no. The thing... Here's the only thing I know to be true about myself Uh is I care about the fairness of elections more than anything else. And that means that I need to make sure I'm upholding what the elections are for and what they're about. Right. Like, I mean, well, let me tell you, know, you something, when- Miss
0: McGrath. Okay. You know, having gone from politics to now managing a fleet of 35 employees here at the illiberal media podcast network. I care about the integrity of the workplace now. Uh-huh. Okay. And so when I hear managers uh, not treating you with respect after it, after all it was your work that broke the election hacking scandal, I, you know, I, I just think that you need to be taking some pride here. You just let nobody off the hook for hacking into our election and subverting democracy mm-hmm. because they exposed the flaws. You're the one who exposed the flaws.
2: But the, 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 the flaws were in our system and our, our administration of the of the of the primaries. The You're the
0: one who reached your hand into the bits and bytes cyberspace of the election and pulled out the glowing orb that told us what that meant.
2: Right. Um, the the um,
0: Rosetta Stone of America.
2: It was really just kind of reading a spreadsheet.
0: Uh-huh. It, just Look, reading was, a spreadsheet. Was, was 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 George Washington just reading some waves when he crossed the Delaware? No. No.
2: I I was wrong. There was no hacking scandal. That's what it became. But my initial analysis was incorrect. Ms. McGrath,
1: is it fair to say that you are now part of a coordinated cover-up effort?
2: No. What? All right. No. So
0: then you stand by your work. Yeah.
1: Which is it?
2: No, I stand by the Electoral Commission and their official decisions. I contributed my analysis, both at the primaries. We were able to close the loop, thanks to nobody's help and and maybe my analysis. And then we were able to, to correct this error to have a completely free and fair final election.
1: Sounds
0: great. Sounds like you're a hero. So anyway, next up. Um, so... There's a strong message of unity coming from all the candidates than days before voting. And so mm-hmm. do you think that sort of the, the 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 hiccup that came from the primary led to these candidates being more weak and docile?
2: Why would cooperation be perceived as weak and docile?
0: I mean that's traditionally how we've that always been taught to see it. it. Yeah. yeah. When so when I when know. I majored in political science at Columbia mm-hmm. and then got my PhD in political doctoring. <laughs> Uh,
1: mhm. McGrath- at, at
0: Barnard, that was what they always taught me.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you realize this, but only one of the candidates can actually become president. So they are technically in competition with each other.
0: Yes, fierce animal instincts are required.
1: Yeah, blood on the ground, blood under the nails, blood uh splattered across the face, etc. That's
0: that's that's what I read when I read Graham Greene.
2: So, well, I don't know about so the the intent of the electoral commission is not, again, to focus on how power is wielded mm-hmm. by an individual or individuals mm-hmm. who is selected by the people, but that, that power is, is fairly and peacefully transitioned.
1: Mm.
2: You know, so I couldn't, I wouldn't really wanna dip a toe into the actual strategy of all of the candidates You know, getting together and cooperating. And...
0: So would all you right. say you're like a fourth branch of the government? You no, personally, like
2: me? Oh God, no! <laughs> oh man, I'm barely a leaf. <laughs> no, no. If I, uh, I think if the uh, if if the government has a tree with three branches, we're the pruners. We're the ones mm. who just come along and make sure that everything's healthy and growing and so bearing you So you're saying you're outside
0: back. the three branches. You are more powerful than the three branches. Being these-
2: No, we- are-
1: Wielding a sharp implement with which to cut back the yeah. three branches of government should they gain more power than is to your you liking. You
0: hold their lives in the balance, is what mm-hmm. you're saying.
2: No, we are in service of the three branches of government, making sure that um, Sure, we- M-
1: much like a hunter is in service of the overall deer population.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
2: I mean, I guess they are really overrun. Or a Norwegian
0: longshoreman to the whale population.
1: Ms. McGrath, let me ask you this. The losing candidates in the race, uh, what plans does the commission have to punish them?
2: Well, sure. I mean, we're going to have to follow the constitution as always. So you mentioned jailing the fourth place Mm -hmm. um, as is uh, tradition.
1: Michael Delicious, friend of the pod. (laughs) Call yeah, us! Call us from I, prison, buddy.
2: Well, so we're actually in an interesting. Um, I'm going to use the word pickle here, and I feel like you guys are going to pick on me for using that. But so the nature, actually, of all of the three candidates, besides Michael, you know, cooperating and actually intermingling, I, there are loopholes where if for example, a losing candidate is now a member of a cabinet or has some other official position, they're no longer able to be punished as is tradition. Mm -hmm. So again, another really cool way that like our democratic process is
1: continually evolving. The famous get out of jail amendment.
0: So are you encouraging uh, perhaps the Cream family or nobody to commit crimes now so that they could then be absolved of these crimes when they become part of the administration?
2: I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to comment on any sort of crimes.
0: Or what, okay, Uh, well, what what if we were, uh, you know, going off off record, you know, if we were going off the books here? what, what, What kind of crimes did you suggest that they commit?
1: We've hit pause on the recording, Ms. McGrath.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilson, Wilson, cut it. Don't cut it.
2: Um, I don't even, like, what kind of crimes could the Cream family even commit that they're probably not already doing? Here's a better question
0: for you, then. If you were above the law for a day, Miss McGrath, what crimes would you commit and why?
2: Is this, like, one of those, like, oh, man, I love these hypotheticals. Um, I would probably... um, (laughs) I'd probably go to like a Diet Coke factory and I would swim in a vat of Diet Coke and I wouldn't tell anyone and they'd still bottle it up and sell it to
1: people (laughs) Wow, alright Catless OSHA and food safety violations in that one uh, scenario alone
0: Trespassing
2: You said a cry, what would you guys do? This is crazy, you guys are crazy I would
1: start a competing podcast
2: Is that a crime? Uh, it, it is, is under the podcast. contract
0: that I have Ryan under right now. Yes, of course. Um, and I I think that I would steal a national park for me and Juraniya to enjoy Ugh. a week alone in.
1: So romantic. Yes. God, I wish so, I was Juraniya.
0: <sighs> so uh, on so a similar vein, Miss McGrath, let's say you enter a room and there we have Adam Fontaine waiting for you. And we say anything mm-hmm. goes and leave the room. Uh-huh. What do you do? Uh, the uh, man who said you had an ignorant tone.
2: It, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. No, I... I you, the
0: man, the man no who ignorant. made you the fall guy for the the hiccup here in the election.
1: And the mouthpiece no, it, for the cover-up. The man who apparently does not allow you to travel or leave the country and then blames no, you for your no. provincial small-town mindset. Friend of the pod, Adam, Adam Fontaine.
2: Fontaine. No, none of this is, none of this is true. Sir, if you're listening to this, I don't agree with any of this. Of course no, he's listening. I've actually,
1: I've Adam, had many opportunities
2: to be in a room with Adam Fontaine alone while we were having mentoring sessions and he was teaching me more about the electoral process. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it was someone else who said that I was ignorant.
1: Uh, who so is that? So not
2: him. I'm not going to disclose. Damn it. Mm-hmm. No, look, Adam Fontaine is a baby angel genius, okay? And if you guys, if he hears this, I'm never going to get a promotion.
0: There we have you on the record. If you're a loner with Adam Fontaine, you would call him a baby angel genius and request that he mentor you. Uh,
1: Well, yeah. Ms. McGrath. Yeah. Other than kissing Adam Fontaine's ass, what is next for you?
2: Well, sure. Yeah. So after the performance plan, which apparently I came out with, okay. um, I I think I'm going to get my 3% cola this year. So I'm kind of excited to just keep going through the ranks, you know, really moving on up. Um, I just...
0: You know, you said talking about swimming in Diet Coke earlier. Maybe you should take a swim in that cola. It sounds like it's going to be a... I
2: don't think everyone's getting it this year. I thought... That
0: was a big deal. No, I'm, I, I'm serious. Three percent. I mean, if I, I got a three percent, if I gave myself a three percent raise right now, I mean, it was just, might be might be putting an extra vehicle in that garage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: I haven't gotten a raise since we started the network.
0: Read your contract, Ryan.
1: Oh, I have. <laughs> I read it sober. Yeah. <sighs> so you've got your cost of living adjustment. You've got your uh, your potential mentorship. You've, of course, got the nobody cover up to keep going around the country. It sounds like the future is bright for Murphy McGrath. Congratulations. Yeah,
2: I want re- oh, thanks. I just I really love democracy and the fact that we can continue to evolve and find new ways to let the voice of the people be heard and then wielded and how their lives are run every day by the government. I think I don't think there's anything cooler than that and I'm so excited and proud to dedicate my life and my brains uh to, to that effort as much as I can. So,
0: Mr. McGrath, let me tell you something I've learned about democracy as well in my 25 years, if you include my high school internships for local representative Bo mm. Um Democracy means narrowing your gaze on the one goal that you want to achieve and stopping at nothing in relentlessly pushing forward through bone and flesh to achieve that goal Goal. It's the same thing I told Kerry O'Connor. None of these people here, including me, are your friends. They are obstacles or they are tools. Nothing more. And you need to use your claws to slash through them mercilessly to impose your will on the American people who do are too stupid to know that you are the only thing that can save them in this horrid, barren, empty world world and that's what i'm telling you right now maggie you have an opportunity all right the whole world knows your that's what i'm telling you right now mcgrath the whole world knows your name right now because of this scandal this is an opportunity all right this is your midway what are you going to do
2: i'm gonna fight you about that because i don't think that's true Uh, we're not the the ones on trial here Ms. mcgrath Uh, is this a trial oh my god did you not read the writer that
1: our producer sent over
2: Look, no, democracy is a chance for lots of different needs to be met. This is a chance for people who have all kinds of different perspectives and skill sets and walks of life and priorities to come together and help one another. There doesn't have to be blood and sinew or flesh or whatever you're talking about. You know what? I think that that's the way that men have arranged the world. I think that if women were in charge, it would be a completely different structure. We would start from making sure all of us have enough and then build up from that with whatever the flesh and tissue stuff you heard it
1: here overthrow the patriarchy and institute socialism strong words from murphy mcgrath
0: amen hashtag times up
1: mm. well an extremely woke end to an extremely insane election Ms. mcgrath are you ready for our favorite feature on the show it's a little something so. we like to call now, we're going to try to say it in Portuguese this week. Do I have that right, Francis? You and Jer and I have been taking Portuguese lessons, I believe, at the Smithsonian uh, for the of past Of course, of course. We've been taking weekly online. calls,
0: uh, <laughs> weekly classes, as well as our weekly Duolingo sessions. Are you Have you been keeping up with those? Uh, see. All right, perfect. So I think we are ready to play... Five questions.
1: Um, dois, three, quatro, cinco.
0: That's right. I got it exactly right in Portuguese. Let's try it one more time.
1: Um, dois, três, quatro, cinco. Pretty sure that's uh, counting from one to five in Portuguese, but you know what? We're gonna take it. <clears throat> uh Miss McGrath. What does our country need the most right now? And why is it DC statehood?
2: Our our country needs um to be more representative. We actually need more uh, members of Congress. We need statehood for, I think not only DC, but I think for for Puerto Rico and other places as well. I think that we are the least representative democracy on the planet right now. And I think that we need to have um, more representatives so that the will of the people can be heard.
0: Preach, sister. Mm. You know what, if, if, if there's one day is a McGrath campaign, I want to be on it.
1: Ooh, <laughs> sign me up and come on the pod to get that bump.
0: <laughs> Next question. You just got a blank check from Congress to spend on one program. What is it?
2: Um, I'm going to say healthcare for all, but specifically not Medicare for all, but I'm going to make sure that there's actually a universal healthcare for all um, oh. Americans.
1: So how is that universal? What? Well, if it's only for all Americans, uh, how could it also be truly universal? You know what? We'll get into this when you're running yourself. Ms. McGrath. Okay. Yeah, we already
0: set up a planning meeting for you on November 13th. Be there. We're going to run over initial messaging. It's going to be great. Next
1: question. If you could have anyone from history in your cabinet, who would it be? Harriet Tubman. Ah, good answer. Solid, in a similar vein,
0: Jordan, Kobe, or LeBron? Jordan? I love it, classic. Always a great
1: choice. Ms. McGrath, as Halloween was just behind us around the corner, what is your favorite horror movie?
2: Oh, um, uh, my favorite horror, mo- oh, this one's really hard. I actually really like horror movies because they make me scared and I like feeling scared. You're on the debate um, stage,
0: everyone's looking at you. America uh-oh. needs an answer
1: cabin in the woods cabin in the woods excellent choice i just re-watched that myself on halloween Couldn't and get that
0: has been
1: cinco perguntas sounds just like it did before <laughs> well friends. all right thank
0: you so so much murphy mcgrath for being mm. on the show before we close out do you have any plugs you want to plug
2: um, democ- Vote, please vote every chance the, you the get. The election's right?
0: already over,
1: unfortunately. Yes, by the time this, um, this election
2: episode drops. But, democ- but democracy. always marches on. There's always another time to vote.
1: You heard it from uh, Murphy McGrath. Vote for anything, any time eligible. Vote or early. Not. Vote
0: often. Says Murphy McGrath. <gasps> Well, thank you again, Ms. McGrath, so much for being on the pod and also for just helping steer this election ship. This has been a a one for the books. And I think it's largely thanks to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, I want to encourage everyone to go check out the other offerings at the Great Illiberal Media Podcast Network. We just uh, put up a new one from a former admiral turk langley it's called spare the Pods, spoil the cast and that's his musings on becoming a new stay at home dad and what it's like trying to keep track of three
1: kids in this crazy crazy world and uh, ryan what's going on in your mm. neck of the pod well now that the election is over i can turn my attention back to my solo podcast cyan with ryan where i sigh heavily for about 30 to 35 minutes uh, sometimes it'll be because I'm watching a sad film. May I, I might be reading a poem that I wrote uh, at a sad time in my life, or sometimes I'm just sitting, staring into space, sighing contentedly.
0: Ryan, uh, I want you to know, Jira and I has actually been falling asleep to this podcast every oh, night. It's that relaxing. Oh, part. that
1: means the world. Thank you.
0: Yes, yes. And so, thank you so much for everyone. This is usually when I would tell you to make sure you're registered to vote, but uh, we already well, I you know what, just in case, why don't you go to vote411.org or vote.gov just to double check that you're registered, that you have a plan, and you're ready to make your voice heard. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. And as always, I'm Francis Ford Coppola.
1: I'm Ryan Feverman. Good night. Part of the Illiberal Media Network.